This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. The converse is also true. The wealth that turned South Africa into a middle-income economy couldn't have happened without the exploitation of workers. It couldn't have happened without laws that directly uh, insisted that the majority of people should provide a mass of labor. And so exploitation of workers was the hallmark of a system before 1994. And it's for this reason that trade unions became an important part of what is called the tripartite alliance and various civic formations in the country to make sure that a democratic dispensation that amplifies universal human rights also places labor rights front and center. The foresight meant that post-1994, there is a litany of laws that were introduced to try to make workspaces more accommodating, just and fair, and to really remove the vestiges of an exploitative system. So the laws exist, and yet many people still feel hard done and exploited in their places of work, whether we're dealing with issues of pay parity, whether we are talking about maternity leave, whether we are talking about overtime payments, whether we're just talking about the conditions of employment and employment equity as a whole and the paths to growth. Um, we're told that the South African workplace is less than Ideal, And remember, even your own home is a workspace because you have people helping you take care of your children. So technically, you're not just an employee, you're also an employer in some realms of social life. And so, yes, May Day, Labor Day is next week, Monday, where a range of issues pertaining to the modern day world of work will be dealt with. But today we want to underscore the question of fairness in the workspace, whether it's the workspace where you are an employee or it is the space where you are an employer. And we thought we would invite Advocate Cameron Morajani, the CCMA director, to join us in uh, discussing the CCMA's new amended rules and regulations and placing the work of the CCMA squarely in the conversation around free. Day. So, Advocate Murajani, good morning. Good morning, Lerato. How are you? Fine, thank you, sir. And thank you so much for your time. Mm, thank you for having us. Okay, so let's start off with the CCMA, the landscape for labor, and what the issues are today, this Freedom Day. Thank you very much. You know, as I was listening to you on the precising this conversation, you are referring to a very important history, which is marked by a departure from two important processes. The first one was the interim constitution of the Republic of South Africa, mm. and the second part of the final constitution that we currently have. And in those two important instruments or documents, you've got constitutionally protected rights which talks about labor relations, that talks about all manner of employment or rights that you need to have. Mm. But on Freedom Day, what should underlie that? Mm. When you look at the preamble of the interim constitution mm. and you look at the preamble of the final constitution, 
you will find that there are very important constitutional values which underlie our society. Mm -hmm. And at the center of that, it's social justice. That is the encapsulation of everything that you said. Every legislation, employment law legislation, that has been produced by the Republic, it is within the full province of the South African Constitution. So therefore, these constitutional obligations, which includes values and constitutionally protected rights, and statutes that are created directly from the Constitution, such as the Employment Equity, those are the type of legislation that underlie Freedom Day, that underlie this very conversation that we are having. So any legislation, including Labor Relations Act, Employment mm-hmm. Equity, the National Minimum Wage, the Basic Conditions of Employment Act, you will find in each and every one of them, they refer to the supremacy of the Constitution, which talk about labor rights which are constitutionally protected. If, therefore, everything we do and say must be within that province. That's mm-hmm. how I would describe it. Okay, so those are the values that inform engagement in the workspace, wherever that workspace is. Now, I want to know, you know, despite the fact that the blueprint exists in the Labor Relations Act, in the Constitution, in the work of bodies like the CCMA, can you give us a sense of what it is like to be employed in South Africa today? Um, Is it a fairer, just, conducive space? It is, but it will be a mistake to say that it is perfect, and there must never be an expectation that it is. Mm. You see, Radu, there's an important principle that drives it, that says that. While we do good, mm. but what we must avoid is, you know, the pursuit of perfection spoils the good. Yeah. So my answer to that is, we do have goodness in our workplaces but it is marked by the things which are regulated by this specific legislation. But to be in a workplace, if you look at the Labor Relations Act in particular, particularly Chapter 1, it tells you about two important principles. One, the democratization of the workplace. Number two, it's talking about economic development. And this is in line with international standards. Many workplaces uh, still struggle with that. Because, for example, the issue of workplaces, we've struggled with those issues in many places, and those, that, that provision has not been used. But if you look at the total referral cases that we've had since inception, yeah. it's over 3 million referrals that have been made to the CCMA. That tells you that we have a conflictual society. Yeah. But what is worrying me, and this I will always say, outcomes of tribunals, mm. which include CCMA, bargaining councils, and courts, must be enforced. The biggest challenge we have Mm. is enforcement of outcomes of such tribunals. Because Mm. if we can't do that, then there's no value in our workplaces. Mm. That is where our issue is sitting. This is so interesting what you're saying. Three million referrals. And what you deduce is that this is a highly contentious um, uh, environment for workers in South Africa. And that's all across the board. And what you've also said is, you know, the carrot and stick matters because if you leave it to the devices of the individual organization or the individual employer, 
where they can take liberties, they'll take them. So that's why you must Absolutely. have unequivocal laws because you can see Absolutely. it, right? If you don't, if you don't have BE spelling out what BE is, then people will interpret what they want to interpret and we'll never have transformation. The same as if we don't have rules of engagement in the workplace, then I'll interpret one thing, the next person will interpret the next thing and we don't have consistency. Why do you think this is a contentious environment to work in South Africa? Why are people loath to democratize the space, to introduce fairness in the workspace? A direct answer to that is that you have competing opposing interests Mm. because the interest of the employer on the one hand is a drive for profit. Mm. The employee is better conditions which include safety, which include proper pay, right? Mm. And also creating an an environment of advancement. So usually when you find this head-on collision of these two competing interests, then you find disputes. But you see what we need to encourage, Lerato. Mm. In as much as you have that type of competing interest that sometimes ends in a head-on collision, you must find space to resolve disputes at workplaces before you refer them outside. When the system in the workplace is, you know, fractured, when you've got a rupture, in the workplace mm. is the side effect of that is people ending up at CCMA because they can't resolve their own disputes. Mm. If we can embed and ingrain such principles on dispute resolution and prioritize dispute prevention mm. with the recognition that even if we have two competing interests, they can be harmonized. Mm. Because if the institution or enterprise exists and it produces, you can pay salaries. But if the enterprise is destroyed, you don't have employment, you don't have salary. The principles of economic development get destroyed. It's for us to then accept that principle and then find the harmonized way on how to deal with it. I like those words, harmony, peaceful resolution of disputes always putting justice for all the parties at the center. And that's what you try to achieve at the CCMA. So recently, um, the rules and forms were amended and you announced that um, late April and they've effectively come into force this week. What are these rules and forms and why did they need to be uh, amendments or creating new alignments with new laws in the labor sphere? Thank you for that question. It is correct. On the 21st, the new rule, amended rules of the CCMA were promulgated. They became effective on the 24th of April. Mm. Remember, Lerato, that you see, I always use this expression because if we are on radio, we must always find a simple, simple way of putting things. Not everybody's a lawyer, yeah. right? Every house has rules. If you come to my house, there are rules yeah. on how things work. Yeah. You can't change them. But as the author in my house, I change rules on how you engage. Rules of engagement. Mm-hmm. So. Rules were created so that if you want to exercise the very rights we are talking about, there is a manner in which you refer the dispute. Mm-hmm. On how you do that, you create rules. So CCMA rules are intended as the execution uh, steps of the wheels of engagement on how you engage right. in your dispute with your employer. And those rules come with regulations. In regulations, there are forms that are prescribed. In other words, if you want to refer a dispute to the CCMA, you don't write a letter. 
you must use the forms prescribed to refer dispute. For example, if you're going to refer for unfair dismissal, you must use a 7-Eleven form to make sure that your dispute is being heard, mm. right? That's what you use, mm. right? So all this body or this body of rules is intended to regulate how your dispute is referred, how your dispute will be handled mm. on how you get the outcome. Mm. Therefore, you cannot execute your dispute without following the rules, without using prescribed mm. forms. That's what it's about. So the ones we call them amended because every two years we amend our rules. And this one, two years was up. That's mm. why we amended. Okay, so this is about, you know, crossing the T's, dotting the I's, filling in the form correctly, doing things in an orderly manner. You know, it just reminds me of a case in Bloemfontein, completely unrelated. It's got nothing to do with labor laws. And it fell yes. apart because of this very issue is how the, yes. how some of the evidence was brought forward to the court didn't quite comply. And so in the end, you get no justice because people are not doing things the way in which they should be documented, recorded, applied for, and, you know, to create an environment where everybody gets a proper hearing and you gather the evidence correctly. I'll give you a very painful example, right? You know, when you receive a dispute, or if you're a lawyer representing a client, they show up to you after three years, right? Mm. And after three years, that referral is not late only. It has prescribed. There's a difference between a late referral right. and a prescribed referral. A late one, you can condone. We've got rules that deal with that. Yeah. A, pre- a prescribed one after three days is a dead one. Wow. You can't revive it. So let me give you the painful part. The painful part, it comes on both. The first one is that if, for example, your dispute is too late, like a year after the date at which it ought to have been referred. And a commissioner looks at that dispute. Your prospects of your case and everything you have about your dispute looks strong. But the period of lateness may be so grave that it becomes unfair to then grant that condemnation. The painful part, we've got a good case, but you can't persecute or prosecute. Mm. On the prescription part, you've got a good case but it's dead because you referred it late. So it's critical you follow the rules because there's nothing more painful on a dead case, but it's a good case. Mm. So this is about the administration of justice by just following the rules. For those who are listening and are asking themselves, which rules in particular are we talking about? Let me just give you examples. I will not refer to numbers because we're Mm. going to have workshops the entire May Mm. with the South African Labour Law a report a company and mm. Dr. Fanzai and everybody mm. where we're going to popularize and educate and train people okay. about this change. The first one, for example, you see, there's a, you know, the, the promotion of information uh, or EPOPIA. Popia. Right? Yes. Yeah, let's, let's, let's use that popular name, EPOPIA. EPOPIA talks about the protection of private information. Mm. So, because it's a man, when you refer to this, we ask for your address, your, your particulars, your salary, and all those kinds of things. So we must ensure that we comply with that. So it is important that we adapt and adjust to that legislation for us to comply. So that's critical. That is the change that has happened. The second one, we are doing away with faxes, for example. You see, CCMA is in the process of evolution to become a modern organization. Therefore, the platforms we use for people to use do not use these old forms of faxes. Faxes is so outdated. Not only is it outdated, people are using very bad means 
with that. You know what they do, some mm-hmm. people? Mm-hmm. They know that they're late. And then they then fax blank documents and say, yes, proof, I did fax my referral, but it's not that because it was late. And said, well, it's our problem. So we do our way with faxes. Mm-hmm. But the second issue, which was quite a lot of, you know, our, our users who are very, you know, vulnerable in referring disputes to the CCMA, you find that some people, even those that use electronic platforms, they send the referral form, but they don't sign them. So when it's not signed, it becomes a defective referral. We said, but from the social justice point of view and knowing who we serve, we don't need to do that. All we need is that even if it's not signed, we accept it and we set the matter down. Mm. Then later on, the commissioner has the duty to say, well, you didn't sign your referral. Is this your referral? Yes. So what we require is confirmation. Yeah. Then that is an order. I think that's a huge step that we've made. The other issue which was a problem, it relates to postponement. You know the issue of postponement? Many things happen, but some people postpone because they don't want to come to the case. Others, they just postpone because they want to frustrate the process. Yeah. Right? So we know that people are naughty. So we try to lower the standards. So in other words, if you and I are in dispute and we refer dispute to the CCMA right. and we agree that we're going to postpone it, we used to require that there must be a written agreement signed by both parties. It led to problems even at the labor court. So what we've done is that even if it's just one line, I agree to postponement, the other one says, I agree. That's sufficient. That's proof in writing. And even if it is that case and you send it mm. to the CCMA, the rule okay. says, even if you agree, but you must ask for uh, your confirmation okay. that it has been postponed. So this is all so procedural, what you're saying. Yes, is Are yes, these yes. changes going to create any sort of material uh, changes, for lack of a better word, in the way in which cases are heard or adjudicated? No, to a, to a minimum level, because you see the important thing, there's three basic principles in any case. Any lawyer who's a good lawyer mm. would know this. One, it's facts. Two, <laughs> it's evidence. Three, it's the rules. Mm. Right? So in terms of the substantive law part, no. But substantive law is eaten by rules if the rules are not followed. Mm. Right? So, for example, if you want to issue a subpoena, we've separated the subpoena of individuals and the subpoena of documents right. because then people got that convoluted. So, but in terms of how the case is run, once the referral stage and preliminary points are sorted out, the substantive law part of okay. it is not affected. So the merits, the, the case will be judged on its merits once you've, once you've submitted all the relevant documentation in the way in which it must done in the time Absolutely. frames given. Okay, And I think this then leads me to the final uh, question, which is often when people are critical of the CCMA, they say we don't get a fair hearing. The commissioners are biased. If if you've got a dispute with a big company, the big company come with their fancy, expensive lawyers and the commissioners get intimidated. And in the end, you're just left to your own devices. Fair or unfair? Fair. And that's simplified, right? The society we live in, it would be an illusion to say that it's an equal society. No, it's not. Right? When you're talking about access to tribunals, which is a constitutionally protected right, when you have a lawyer, an expensive lawyer, and advocate, you can afford them. Absolutely. But it's not all cases in the system where attorneys are permitted. Right? But the way we run it, in terms of fairness and equity, mm. it's not based on the size of your pocket. We have to... CCM was created, number one, to be an informal process and two, to be inexpensive, and three, to be expedited. There are people who are misbehaving, which in the past we found and dealt with. But we cannot throw everybody into the same basket. We've got best commissioners in the country, and I I can argue even in the world. Mm. But what remains is that the best and the cream that does well, let's celebrate it. Where there is inequality, people who do bad things, 
report it, we'll deal with that because we have. Okay, so you're not denying that there is some malevolence, but it's at a minimum. We have found them. We're not going to come here and, and give a picture of a perfect institution that has no black spot. Right. We do. We, there's one commissioner that I can give. I won't give you names. Those that accept chocolates and then there's a perception of bias and said, <laughs> why did you do that? You're fired. Mm. Others relate with parties before coming to the case. Why did you do that? You're fired. Mm. Because it's a workplace. You've got the human factor. You cannot concretize that. Okay. But when people are out of line, you deal with them. But when they do well, you celebrate. Okay. But when you look at fairness at the insecure system, yeah. there is absolute fairness. But it's not perfect. Thank you for your the good. Thank you for your candor, and we hope to be able to speak to you in more detail at a future date. Please enjoy your Freedom Day, Advocate Cameron Murajani, the CCMA Director. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.